We will now begin our Torah study. Shemini means eighth. Aaron and his sons had just been ordained and spent seven days at the entrance of the Mishkan, the tent of meeting, the tabernacle in the desert. Shemini begins with the sacrifices on the eighth day of the dedication of the Mishkan. After Aaron and his sons blessed the people and came out of the Mishkan, fire came down from the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the people shouted and they fell on their faces. What an amazing experience! After that, two of Aaron's sons offered alien fire which the Lord had not asked them to do, and fire came down from the Lord and they died. People can be very liberal with their relationship with God. This should teach us to be more thoughtful about keeping God's commandments and do what God tells us to do. Because it is called an alien offering, we can probably assume that it was something that the pagans, aliens, did in Egypt, and it was not how God told them to make the offerings. As we know, Israel was not to do what the pagans did. Some think they had been drinking alcohol because of the context. We know for sure they were not doing what they were supposed to do. Their deaths are a difficult reminder to do things God's way. Mankind has brought tremendous pain on itself because of a lack of adherence to the Bible and God's commandments. Also, in this portion, the Lord ordered the priests not to drink wine or any other intoxicated drink when they came into the Mishkan. Some meat was only to be eaten at the Mishkan and others could be eaten in a clean place. The Lord tells the people which animals, fish, birds, and insects they can eat and gives them other related laws. People are often interested in eating right and being healthy. There are perhaps hundreds of ideas that people have on the best way to eat. Why not start out by listening to God? He is the Creator and knows what we should and should not eat. If God says it was not good to eat back in Old Testament times, it is still not good to eat. Why would that change? I just do not understand people's false reasoning sometimes. If God said something is not good for us to eat, why? Would that change? Doesn't God know what is best for us? Animals that we are allowed to eat are those that have cloven hoofs and also chew the cud. They were not to touch the carcasses of unclean animals. Only fish that have both fins and scales are clean. Birds like eagles, herons, storks, owls, hawks, bats, and scavenger birds are not okay to eat. A good example of this is the recent virus that is spreading that they say comes from bats. These animals that God says not to eat can have bad things in them. Why are people doing things with these creatures they should not be doing? Doing things God's way can protect us. You can find lists of acceptable things to eat online. Also, eating kosher means to eat what is fit. Because the word kosher means fit it can also mean other things are fit as in a kosher home. Do not confuse being kosher with the made-up man-made laws of kashrut where people have two sets of dishes and two refrigerators so that they do not have meat and dairy together. Use good sense and not made-up nonsense. Swarming creatures on four legs are detestable except if they have jointed legs and are able to jump. Animals with paws are unclean. Weasels, lizards, mice, geckos, and the like, and crocodiles are unclean. Whatever swarms on the ground or crawls on the ground is unclean. Unclean things can make utensils and pots unclean, so we need to wash our pots and utensils. God tells them not to make themselves unclean with them or defile themselves with the things God says are not good for us. The people were to be holy even as God is holy. 
One of the ways we are to be holy is by what we eat. They were to distinguish between those things that were to be eaten and those that were not. We are to be holy inside and out. Perhaps being holy by how we eat speaks to the idea we are to also be holy in our thoughts. Proverbs 4:23 NKJV says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. The word describing what is not fit to eat or unclean is the Hebrew word tameh. In the Bible it is used for people who do not keep God's commandments, see Isaiah 52 1, or for animals, food, actions, people for various reasons, like coming in contact with a carcass, and other things. Sha'ul says the unclean will not be allowed in the future kingdom of God. Those who are unclean in this case are those who do not keep God's commandments. Ephesians 5 5 NKJV says, No fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Not eating meat with dairy is an extra man-made commandment that we do not have to keep. It is made up and not in the Bible. It is mandated because not boiling a goat in its mother's milk is mentioned twice in the Torah. That does not make it a commandment. According to this portion, we need to be a discerning people in the things that we eat. The foods that the Bible says we not to eat in this portion are called an abomination, they are bad for us. Unbelievers talk about and do many various abominable acts and we should never think that their actions are okay. I talked to someone once who thought it was okay to fully support those living in sin. That is not right. We are not to hate these people and we should act appropriately towards them. We are to never go along with what they do. They may hate us and hate God, and they obviously do not want to do what is right. Do not pretend to go along with their destructive sinful behaviors. That's right, sin brings with it pain, ruin, loss, and havoc. God says we are to hate their actions, these are strong words, and it is wrong to have a permissive attitude or accept their behaviors. Proverbs 97:10 NKJV says, You who love the Lord, hate evil. They are doing evil and hurting others. Stand up for what is right. Use wisdom in how you do this. Notice that it does not say to hate the people, it says to hate sin. Use wisdom in how you engage with others who sin. Sha'ul tells us to be gentle towards others who are sinning, Galatians 6 1. Unbelievers will act like unbelievers and we should expect that. In contrast to their actions, we should be different. We should know what is right and wrong and do what is right. One of the things mentioned in this portion is not to drink an intoxicating beverage at the Mishkan, at the Holy Tent of Meeting. We also should be careful in our own lives with intoxicating beverages and not to overindulge, especially when we come together. In 1 Corinthians 11, Rabbi Shaul reproves the believers in Yeshua for overindulging in intoxicating liquor when they came together and tells them to eat and drink at home. We can properly apply commandments to other life situations. The Haftar offer Shem Minia 2 Samuel 6 1 7 17. In this Haftar a portion, as they were bringing the Ark of God to Jerusalem, Uzzah put out his hand to steady the Ark and he died as a result. David was then afraid to bring the Ark back to Jerusalem, but God favored the house of Oved Ed Dome where they had left the Ark. They then brought the Ark to Jerusalem with great celebration. Mechal was not happy with David for his shameless dancing. Natan the prophet hears from God, 
and he tells David that his son will build a place for the ark. David was supposed to have the Levites carry the ark, so when Uzzah reached out his hand to steady the ark, he ended up dying. When David does it the right way, the ark returns with no incident, 2 Samuel 6:13. Again, this reminds us that we are to do things God's way and not our own ways. There is a great celebration in this portion because the ark has returned. As King David dances with great joy, we could possibly see that as a picture of the returning Messiah Yeshua who will someday again enter Jerusalem as a victorious king. The circle dancing that is done in Israel and Messianic circle dancing originated while Israel was in the desert. Messianic dancing gets its name from the dancing that David did as they brought the ark back to Jerusalem and they call it Davidic dance. There is historical evidence that early believers in the Messiah engaged in circle dancing. Clement of Alexandria writes in the 2nd century, probably the late 100s, the daughters of God, the fair lambs, who celebrate the holy rites of the Word, raising a sober choral dance. The righteous are the chorus, the music is a hymn of the King of the Universe. See early Christians' writings on the web. Let's read 2 Samuel 6 14-15 CJB. Then David danced and spun around with abandon before Adonai, wearing a linen ritual vest. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of Adonai with shouting and the sound of the shofar. The following are commandments, implied commandments, permissions, and other concepts. We can also understand commandments are being implied from other scriptures in the Bible. There are other possible concepts than what is shared here. The priests were not to have long hair or torn clothes or leave the tent of meeting while they were serving. These sound like safety laws. Long hair and torn clothing could catch fire. Safety laws are a good thing. Leviticus 10 6-7, Leviticus 21-12. The priests were not to drink alcohol before or during serving. Again, this is also a safety issue and also an issue of respect for God's holy place. Also, Work is not the place for drinking alcohol. There are more appropriate times for drinking alcohol. It is never proper to get drunk and that includes Purim because it is not good for our bodies. Leviticus 10 9-11 The people are to only eat kosher animals, fish, and birds. Leviticus 11 2-19 The people were to eat only kosher insects and crawling things. Leviticus 11 21-33 Care is to be take what food comes in contact with. People who touch a carcass are unclean. This seems to be an issue of contaminating food. Also, people can contract disease from things they touch. Leviticus 11:34-40. We are not to eat swarming creatures. Leviticus 11:42-44. Thank you for joining us today.